So I'm all for the the government helping yeah, sure. to regulate the the harvesting of animals sure. and to make sure that we're conserving yes. and we're doing what is ethically responsible with the environment to make sure that we have that biodiversity. We're yeah. going to need that. There is so much science and medicine left to be done. Oh my goodness, yes. And we're going to need those critters around. Yes. Um, I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Hey Dave, how you doing? Good man, how are you? We are back on the Hopper Podcast. Yeah, I got a topic for us. Oh, good. I want to talk a little bit about hunting, conservation, things like that. So have you ever hunted? Never once in my life. Never once in your life. I've never touched a gun. Never touched a gun. That's correct. Okay. I've, I've had like BB guns and stuff like that, but I've, I've never touched an actual gun. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up with a lot of guns around. Or we sure. didn't, I didn't hunt as a kid or anything like that. I grew up in a, in a kind of a um, lower middle class neighborhood. Yeah. Um, went to public schools, yeah. you know, had just kind of middle class upbringing. Yeah. Uh, secular 70s, 80s kind of normal deal. Yeah. Um, but when I went to college, mm-hmm. I started thinking about the fact that I go to the, the store and I buy a piece of meat. Okay. And I started thinking about history. Yes. And how people have historically had to go find, hunt. Oh, yeah, sure. Secure meat, butcher the animal. Yes. Um, the whole process involved, yes. we have the very inoculated version of here's a hunk of meat in the store. Right. I buy it and I eat it. Right. And I, I ran into a few people, and even after college, that, that were very convicted um, vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure. not. Sure. I, I'm not, but I disagreed with them. But I heard their perspective, and sure. like you and I like to do, I really want to understand people. Yeah, of course. And I really, you know, I, I don't want to just have a knee-jerk reaction and say, well, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah. I thought, you know what I need to do? I need to go hunting. Yeah. And I took some interest in it. Okay. I got um, the weaponry and the clothing, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I uh, got a license, okay. and I went out, and I, I, I have some hunting stories, because, you know, I, I was not taught, so I, I was self-taught. Oh. So there's, there's, oh, a, boy. Few, there's a few that are kind of humorous. Yeah, but sure. They might upset some people. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I just felt like I needed to go find an animal, a wild animal. Yeah kill it uh-huh um take its skin off yeah take its muscles yeah cook them yeah and uh and eat it and yeah. say this is what most of history people have had to do in order to eat meat. i get that that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me i just had a sense i needed to experience that sure and so you know and i did and i i hunted for a while there and there there are lots of people who are just opposed to hunting Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to address that for a moment, and then I want to talk more about animals in general. So I'll say, my um, not touching a gun is a better way. I'm not against hunting Mm -hmm. at all. I'm not against hunting. I am kind of against guns. That's probably a topic for a different time. But I'm I'm not against hunting with guns. Hunting with guns, fine. Yeah. The guns in general, I don't like. That's probably a different topic. Oh, yeah, we should throw that in the hopper. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, But hunting, yeah, let's... Tell me about hunting. Yeah, so uh, the thing about hunting, yeah, people don't like, is that you're you're taking the life of an animal. Yeah, 
Um, I, I think that 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 is not the 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 easiest way to look at it. I agree. Um, the life of an animal is taken in nature all the time all anyway. The time. Yeah. Right. And so we have more deer in our country now than we did before we were here. Mm. Um, and they run out in front of cars and they get killed yeah. all the time. Yeah. Then people can be killed and property is damaged sure. and so forth and so sure, on. Sure, sure, sure. A better way would be to harvest those harvest. animals yes. Yes. and eat them. Yes, that's the great way to say it, harvest. Yeah, because they're delicious. Yeah. Uh, now, not everyone likes uh, venison. That's I'm fine. I'm a big fan of deer. Yeah, if you yeah. cook it right, it, it can, it can, Maybe yeah, it can be good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've learned a few things about that, too. Okay. Uh, so, you know, what hunters do is they, they go and they're regulated by a government. Mm-hmm. They get a license. Mm-hmm. That money goes to help conservation. Yeah. It goes to help to protect the animals, yeah. to make sure that populations are where we need them to be, that yeah. things are in balance. Yeah. Um, so in that way, it's a service yeah. to our nation. Mm. And uh, they can only take a certain number. Right. Right. And so that's regulated. Yeah. And that all sounds great. I think it is really great. It's really wonderful. And some people who like just the thrill of hunting and the, the, the pastime of hunting, and they don't need all the meat that they harvest, yeah. they can donate that to programs like Hunters for the Hungry. Yes. And that can go to people who need food. Yes. And so they can do their pastime, they can keep the deer population down, and yes. people get fed. When, I, when we lived in North Carolina, there were people who did that and would donate um, deer carcasses and others like that to a uh, big cat rescue. Okay. Um, and so that my sister-in-law worked at, that, you know, they have like old, really old cats. Right. And, and or, you know, tigers. And they had a few lions. They have bobcats. They've got, uh, you know, different cats like that. And they rescue them from um, people who are, you know, get them as little babies. Right, and they, right. And they, then they're out of control. Shouldn't have them. Yes. And they're in tiny little cages. And, like, and so they rescue them and they bring them all to this place and they treat them really, really well. But they need to eat. And so then there are, there are hunters in that area that will specifically yeah bring um, for those animals, and it's wonderful. I think it's a great program. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I don't hunt now because I okay. don't have the land, and uh, sure. you know it, it it is a time consuming. You can't have too many hobbies. Sure. Uh, so I yeah, just yeah, it's yeah. not something I do right now. I would do it again, but yeah, um, yeah. I, but I, I am pro hunting, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm pro weaponry for hunting. Yes. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk about it's it's relationship to conservation because the sure. argument is that we're we're depleting you know animal resources oh, or okay. you know we're killing animals uh-huh. and i'm saying well those animals are being killed by other animals or yeah, by traffic not, yeah um and so let's let's be wise about this um but i do want to say that that to my conservative friends okay we do need to conserve as many different animals as possible oh yes we want as much biodiversity as we can have it's very important it's very important and it's not just because we want to love this little frog or this owl or mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. you know we because we because it's neat it goes well beyond oh my neat. gosh yeah, yeah that's not it's not it's cuteness is not the, the, the main thing. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, look at all these different animals. Let's There's maintain no that. There's no owl that's as cute as a puppy. Right. As long as we right. have the puppy, we don't need the owl for cuteness. We need all the different animals. But, yes, scientifically. Yes. And for, yeah, biodiversity, like you're talking about, so important. 
so important. Yeah, you know, like you take some animals that we might consider a nuisance. Like you don't yes. want to go to the ocean and get bit by a shark. Of course. Um, but you know, sharks have a tremendous oh ability gosh. to heal. Yeah. We need to research that. We need yeah. to understand that. Yeah. Right? That would be really beneficial mm-hmm. to understand how to, to, to heal like a shark. Mm-hmm. Or like a box jellyfish, a very potent venom. Right. Uh, or snake venom, a yeah. very potent. And yet they're finding purposes for these. Yes. Um, not just anti-venom, you know, yes. but, but pain medication. That's right. And, That's right. Uh, there's so much that, that, that creatures and plants produce these secondary compounds that if they're lost... They're gone. They're gone. And That's we can't right. reproduce them, and only so-and-so can make them, and we need that, and that just expands our ability in science and medicine and and products and you name it. And that's just to talk about how those animals and plants can benefit hum- humanity. Right. But also, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, although I think that, that would be enough for me if that's all there was. Right. But, but there is more. further yeah. than that is that... Um, God has put that owl and that fern and that shark where they are, and that helps to uh, they ha- they have a place in the world. That's right. And we want that owl to be as owlish and to flourish as an owl. And we need to create a situation in which those owls can flourish because that's what God gave us uh, the 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 uh, command He gave us when He said that we're to have dominion over the beasts of the air and the birds of the air. That includes that owl. And if we um, allow that owl to go into extinction, then we are not doing what God has commanded us to do. Yeah, we've been poor stewards. Um, That's correct. Yeah, and and you know these the populations of animals control themselves because everything's in a balance. It's yes. it's when we get involved That's that things right. get out of balance. That's right. There are several. I mean, lots of examples of this. So I mean, many. recently someone brought a lionfish, a, a, a fish from the far east oceans, yeah. and is now in the Caribbean, and that fish is taking over. Yes. Um, the European starling. Do you yeah. know the European starling? No, I don't know that one. Uh, it's the it's the little uh, kind of speckleish small blackbird. Mm. It was brought over from Europe, um, and it, it has taken over. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably the most populated bird in the country. Mm. There are places where they they're in swarms, and it, it it's you know they block the sun out. You know they're yeah you know um, so many. Yeah, and so they, what they do is they rob from all of the other birds' nests. They, um, you know, there are birds that are a nuisance, yeah. and there are species that are a nuisance. Sure. Um, and there's, like, open season on those animals because we're trying to, to, to knock down their numbers because they're causing damage. Right, right. Just like we can cause damage, there are species out there that, that can cause damage to the balance that we want to keep the biodiversity, to keep all the animals um, so doing have, their thing. So I want to... I uh, challenge you a little bit yeah. here and say, so you said a moment ago that w- without, you, they said, you said, I think something like that, uh, that nature is basically imbalanced until we get involved and then we can really mess things up. And so then that's when species disappear. But species have been disappearing since long before humans are really involved with them. Oh, yeah, I'm there's, not saying that's the only reason. Flows, um, that's not it, the only reason species okay, disappear. Okay. But, that's right. But, but we, we are accelerating that in a way that's very inappropriate, and we're supposed to be doing the opposite. Yeah. I think um, if we just let nature run its course and it's wild and we don't interfere in any way, that's not good either because then we will have overpopulations. It's, it, things are not naturally balanced all the time. That's what we're trying to, to do for ourselves, I think. I think that's what God has called us to do is to help each animal and plant. There is a balance that's there for sure, for sure. Right. But, but that does involve extinction. You're right. It, it, yeah. it, at times, it, yeah. that balance involves extinction. And we need to try and limit that, I think, as much as possible. Yeah. 
I, I think so. Um, and so, but we're doing the, but what we're actually doing is the opposite, is that we are driving extinction in lots of ways. Yeah. So I'm all for the, the government helping yeah, sure. to regulate the, the harvesting of animals sure. and to make sure that we're conserving yes. and we're doing what is ethically responsible with the environment to make sure that we have that biodiversity. We're yeah. going to need that. There is so much science and medicine left to be done. Oh, my goodness, yes. And we're going to need those critters around. Yes. Um, plus, uh, it, it is neat. I mean, they are beautiful. Uh, I do like the wide uh, breadth of of creatures that are, I mean, have you ever watched Planet Earth and things like that? Oh, my gosh. And you see things amazing. in the ocean, you're like, what is that? You know, would, that's a, it's just that we can see that down in the ocean is remarkable. Catherine and I took a trip um, years ago now to Costa Rica, and we've been there a couple times now, and the rainforest there has some of the most, bio, it's a, one of the most biodiverse communities in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took, um, we were at a, on a volcano, Arenal, and we went on a uh, trip through the rainforest, a guided tour in the daytime and then in the nighttime um, on the same day. Uh, there's a couple hours, I think, each time. And there's the jungle's a very different place in both those times. Yeah. But both times, I just, like, the entire time I had my jaw open uh, looking at all these various... It was amazing, the yeah. animals and the plants that we saw, the leafcutter ants and the... And we saw a kinkajou and an eyelash viper and like all these and these the birds. It was just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. And and like we mentioned before, you can appreciate small government yeah. or things that are conservative. Sure. But that does not mean that you ought to uh hate <laughs> or despise right. our our world and exploit it, misuse it, and think that it's just gonna burn and who cares about these animals. That's right. Oh my god. That's goodness, not no. appropriate. No. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I uh, I have a buddy, a shout out to Preston. We used to work together okay. uh, between college, you know, in the summers. Yeah. We would paint houses, work on houses. And uh, he and I knew that we had a blackbird problem, the, the European starling. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we had uh, pistols that were air guns. Okay. And <laughs> we would go and paint a house uh-huh. and take a lunch break or, you know, be on break. Yeah. And, uh, and, have a little uh, a place out the window where we <laughs> we, we could shoot uh, starlings. You shoot the starlings, and we shoot okay. the starlings, and we dig a hole and and make a little mass grave. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. like you gotta take a whole bunch of them down. We would take yeah. We just uh, we would we were it was our our it was fun. Yeah, sure. But, but it was also like hey, we're we're doing a service here. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're shooting nuisance species. Oh my um, goodness! I know people that would that would flip out. To hear that, yeah, um, and I say, well, you know, th- that species is taking uh, a goldfinch and destroying them. Uh, cardinal, you like cardinals, right? You sure. like orioles, sure. You like all our, our beautiful native birds, don't you? Um, yeah, I, th- I I have no problem with that. I think that that's well, and especially if you've done your research and you know that this is a nuisance species and that we need to reduce the population for the balance of all and to this is part of the cultivation. This is that's, that's yeah, it, yeah, and that that brings us to the the fact. That that animals die, sure, that nature yeah. is brutal. Yeah. It is not having a puppy in your house and the warm fuzzy feeling. That that is not nature. Well, that's baby tigers are really cute. They are, and yeah. people get them all the time. And it's a well, they, all they, the time. I, yeah. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's not uncommon for people to get baby tigers because it's really cool. Yeah, uh, and they are cute, and you can control them. But then they grow up, and they're brutal. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they like to kill people. They yeah. like to eat you. Yes. Uh, yeah, and people that, that uh, they want to they want to domesticate grizzly bears. You yes, know? yes, um, yes, yes. And there's a you know. Did I, you ever see that the, the grizzly man? I uh, did. I saw that documentary. Man, yeah. That's right. So I think people have done it well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm you're familiar with Bart the Bear. Sure, sure, and, sure, uh, sure. And there are examples of people doing it, uh, and th- I think those are special animals. There's they tigers. Are, and stuff special do. people too. Special, special circumstances with special with unique individual animals, and they and they drive conservation, and they drive yeah, things sure. that are you know. Um, I think that that the technique that is used is not no. to be mimicked and no, it's not no, no, for no. everybody. No. And in that way, it's dangerous. Yes. Right. People think, do you know that they're in Florida, there are exotic snakes from all over the world because you could that. mail order them? Yes. I mean, the, the, yeah. there's a whole uh, part of animal control down there yeah. that is for snakes. Yes. And they, they go into a garage and say, hey, there's this weird snake in my garage. They go in there and it's, it's a gaboon viper. Right. You know, with the the biggest fangs in the snake world, right. the big fat right. body, it, 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 and it's it's from Africa. Well, and they're out, and a bunch of them are out in the Everglades, especially those big pythons and stuff. They're not yep. supposed to be out there, but people right. get them and they get too big. They just take them out to the Everglades, and they have a yep. field day out there. Yeah, we had we had we're having a little crisis with that. We've introduced them where yeah. they where they were not previously, and yep. they've just wiped out other animals. Yeah, um, and become the dominant species, yeah. and that's not good either. Uh, I don't. I don't think they've done that well in the Everglades yet, but they're, but they're out there for sure. What? Really? That's what I've been told. I've been told oh, that maybe they, so. they have maybe knocked that's, down. That's that not they're what I killing know. alligators. Like alligators were on the brink of extinction from being hunted, yeah. I believe. Uh-huh. Then we've we've yeah. they've they've revitalized. They've yeah. come back, and then I think they've been taking a hit from the snakes. Oh, maybe so. That's that's I hadn't heard about that, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I may be incorrect. This, you know, what? Yeah, could be old news. Bald eagles were on the on the brink of extinction. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not extinction, but they were very, very rare. And we've really done a lot. And now they're they're very plentiful yeah. all over the place. And yeah. that's wonderful. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. And they're a great species. Yeah, so, uh, so we're in agreement here. Yeah, for uh, sure. But I'm sure there are people out there who are not in agreement, uh, especially with me making a mass grave of European starlings. Um, hey, just uh, give us a comment, you know, chime in. Give us your opinion. I mean, we're we're just uh, we're bantering here. That's what the idea of the hopper is. We pull an idea out, and we kick it around. Yeah, exactly. So help us do that. We may be wrong, for sure. I'm sure we are uh, on lots of things. <laughs> Maybe this thing. I don't know. Um, so, you know, Willie, one of the things I went out to, to hunt initially, I wanted to start small, so I went hunting for squirrels. That makes sense. And I had uh, a, a Ruger 1022, which is a, a little 22 plinking gun that will certainly kill a squirrel. Okay. Um, and, I, and I had a, a, a banana clip on it. And it, it held 50 rounds. Okay, of course, yeah. I didn't take that hunting. I had a, you know, just a 10-round banana clip okay. um, and uh, and I went out in the woods and I and I found a squirrel and I shot at him mm-hmm. and he uh, was running no squirrels are they're 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 squirrely they're fast yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean they, they hide on the other side of the tree yeah and, yeah so I was having trouble with this guy mm-hmm. and at one point he was on the other side of the tree and then I got closer and closer to the tree and he he ran across the leaves and I was trying to shoot him while he was running, and I just I lowered the gun and I shot into the 
to the leaves and caught up with him because I could see where the bullets were hitting. Okay, okay? yeah. And I, and I hit him, and he he laid there. And then I ran up over to him. He was wounded. Okay. And I had not killed him properly. He wasn't yeah. sitting still. Yeah. You know, I was. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, sure. Um, and I pointed the gun at him, point blank, and click, I'm out of bullets. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't have any bullets on me. I thought 10 rounds would be plenty yeah. or however many were in that clip right, right in the yeah. magazine. And the squirrel almost intuitively, like he's looking at me, and then he realizes... Yeah. I don't. I don't know what he realized, but he he made a break for it at that point, right? He knew. Yeah. What, oh, well, death is imminent. He laid there and and surrendered, and then it's like, oh, I'm not going to die. He takes off running. Okay, but he's he's gimping. He's wounded. Yeah, and so I'm feeling terrible, and I'm I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah, I'm out in the woods. I can't get yeah. more bullets. How, right. What am I going to do? Am I going to leave him wounded like this? I mean, I shot him right in the haunch, you know, in the, yeah. kind of the, the lower abdomen. He's not going to survive that. Yeah, I'm like, I just let him die somewhere. But I really, I do want to harvest this animal and do what I came out here to do. Yeah. And so I, and he's just about to get into the, like this thicket. Okay. Where I'm not going to be able to get him. Yeah. You know, and, and I and I run up to him and I, I kick him. Uh-huh. And he flies through the air, this poor wounded squirrel. Oh, he lands in the leaves. He collects himself. He starts gimping away again. No. I run up to where, you know, he's just about, again, to get into this area where I'm not going to be able to get him. And I, I, I'm, what am I going to do? I kick him again. He flies oh. to the air, you know, and I go up to him and finally I, I catch him and I'm thinking, how do I kill this thing? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm not a hunter. Yeah. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. And I've shot this animal. I feel a moral responsibility to harvest it. Yeah. And, and t- so, um, so I grabbed it by the tail and I swung it against a tree. Okay. <laughs> and that killed it. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it did cuz I was walking out and I was wondering the same thing yeah. as I'm carrying it by its tail. Yeah. And it's hanging there. You know, is this thing going to wake up and Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, attack my leg, bite my leg, scratch me. Right. Um cuz uh yeah, again, as I've said, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um but anyway, he was dead. Sure. And I took him to my neighbor. Uh-huh. Who was a a, a hunter and a country boy and yeah he was showing me how to process the animal okay he had some funny little quips you know you uh you you take the skin and you as you, you're pulling it down his legs he said okay now take off his pajamas <laughs> <laughs> so, peeling the skin down and, yeah and then you know you cut the feet off and uh then you got to get the guts out yeah and he was scooping out the guts and he he said dave i'll tell you there's a time that none of this would have gone to waste and I said, really? And he said, oh, yeah, my, my mother would take the heart, the liver, the kidneys. She'd make a pot pie out of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this, you know, there is something really sobering yeah. about going out in the woods, seeing something that's alive, having to kill it. And, and of course, in dramatic and horrific fashion, yeah. thanks to my ignorance. Yeah. And then having to scoop its warm guts out. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. take its carcass and yeah. cook it. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, eating squirrel is not high on my menu. Yeah, I've heard it's terrible. I've never eaten it. Yeah. So I, I just, I just knew that I needed to, I needed oh. to learn how. Yeah. You know, I needed to know That's what this. That's probably how I would start that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it smelled bad when I sure. cooked it. I didn't like eating it. It made me feel queasy. The yeah. whole event was really rather negative. Um, <laughs> and you still didn't get anyone to show you how to do it. Well, I mean, I, I just learned, you know, I, t- I kept talking to my neighbor and okay, other people right. and 
um, yeah, I just, I learned, and, yeah, and, and then I was like turkey hunting and I learned how to use a diaphragm okay. uh, to call turkeys. I yeah. learned some of the turkey language Okay. and yeah, and I would have birds responding to me. I never got to shoot one Okay. because this, this hunting window was only a couple of years okay. All right. and it was only periodically, you know, the seasons yeah. aren't terribly long. Right, right. Um, and, but yeah, I learned a lot and I had one that appeared and I guess he saw me. I was perfectly camouflaged and still, but they can, you know, they're smart birds. Yeah, they're smart. Saw me step behind a tree. I never saw him again. He, they, they'll walk away from you in line with that tree. Hmm. Um, okay. so yeah, I was, I had learned a lot and I was very close. Uh, I remember hmm. hunting a deer that was, uh, the dogs had run through this area numerous times and there, there was a swamp and the deer knew how to hide from these dogs, wow. which means it was, it was a smart Smart buck. Deer. He had, it was yeah. a four, four, six point buck, and he had survived dogs running through there. And and um and I, it was it was really like a a challenge. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about it. I had to find out where he was going, where he was lying down, sure, where he was hiding during the day. Yeah. So that I could find this guy. Yeah. I never got him because hmm. I wasn't much of a hunter. Yeah. 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 But. Hey Dave and Willie. I hope I can call you Willie. This is Ray and I uh, so appreciate you guys taking the requests. Here's my topic for the hopper. Is there a place in God's kingdom for large Christian institutions? Um, there's a couple of options when you want to try to get together and do big stuff and it's like a, a spectrum from you know, Christians join other movements that already exist and try to steer them or build a coalition of the willing for, you know, whoever wants to get together for our chosen, you know, goal, or we establish these exclusive institutions um, that are just Christians to, to do the work we're trying to do, or should everything we ever do just be an extension of the church seen by clergy and church leadership? And I guess the question is, it feels like there's a lot of different options. Where's the place that those things come into play? And when those institutions, either exclusively Christian or ones we're a part of, fail from and stray from Christian doctrine, then how do we respond? That's a great question, Yeah, Ray. thanks. Oh, man. Uh, my first thoughts, kind of knee-jerk reaction, is to say um, what we should do is certainly different than what will happen. Mm. Um, and so it, it could be like, a hey, let's prescribe the way, the best way or the ideal of this occurring, you know, uh, kingdom growth through institution. Um, and then there's the, uh, can this in any way be regulated? Could this, could this ever take place or will it continue in the vein that it is, which I think is the reality. Mm. And that is you're going to continue to have a church and various churches and tens of thousands of denominations. You're going to continue to have various parachurches. Mm -hmm. You're going to continue to have various ministries and their statements of faith or their lack of statements of faith. You're going to have institutions that are educational in nature or medical in nature, and they're going to be run by all different kinds of people with mm -hmm. all different kinds of uh, goals mm -hmm. and aspirations and theologies, and they are never going to be of 
the, the exact same mind or movement. And in some way, I'm really okay with that. What do you think, Willie? I, I'm completely okay with that because what I read in, in the book of Philippians is that Paul praises people who, even people who um, preach Christ by vain right. ambition, you know, and they do it for selfish reasons. And he's like, well, if they're preaching Christ, that's a good thing. Right. And so, okay, so we want to set up a hospital uh, to heal people. That's a Christian idea. But if somebody wants to heal people for financial benefit, all right, healing people's good. And so, yeah, we're going to have people with different ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that that doesn't bother me at all to have mixed I, ideas when we're tr- when we're trying to do good, right, right, and and then the next part of that question is uh, when they're faltering, when they're failing, what is to be done? And unless you have you have covenanted together in a in an organized institution, like Willie and I have with the PCA, for mm-hmm. example, we're, yeah. we're members of a denomination. Um, then there's there's not a lot that can be done other than to use your voice and to speak what you think is right and wrong. Uh, would you agree? I think so. I mean, another thing to be done is to uh, disassociate yourself from an, a failed institution. Sure. So that's not. Yeah, you're not trapped uh, in there. Yeah. Or stop providing funding. Or yeah, uh, there's maybe other change things that you course. can do. Yeah. yeah, it becomes difficult, I think, um, particularly when Christians um, get together with people who are not Christians. I don't think it needs to be difficult, but I think it often becomes difficult because Christians somehow can—not uh, somehow—often like to use some kind of ridiculous purity test and say, mm-hmm. I'm right because I'm more faithful than that person, mm-hmm. and so then therefore I can have power in this institution, and that person should not have power because somehow I'm more faithful. Right. And that, I think, is a real problem. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of the, the pietistic movement. Yes. Um, the moralistic, I am I am crossing the T's and dotting the I's in such a way that uh, I ought to be. I'll give you an example. Is I think that um, just recently we've had trouble with um, pastors um, who say, because I am a pastor, then I can give my congregation advice on that contradicts what uh, experts in science say. Be, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with with a vaccine or with various things to say. You know, no, I uh, I haven't studied science, but I'm a pastor, so you need to do what I say. Right. And that and those those scientists they don't believe in God, and I do. So therefore, whatever I say is valid, and that, that's just to me makes no sense whatsoever. Right. And so when we when we are trying to build schools or hospitals or he's you know he mentions other kinds of institutions, things that Christians ought to be you know to build the common good in society, I think we can mix with non Christians, absolutely as, as long to do if, if they are want to pull along non Christians so that includes secular people but it also includes Muslims and it includes Jewish people and whoever whatever Sikhs and other let's all work together to build the common good to relieve poverty to mm-hmm. help marriages flourish or help whatever all those things um, as long as when it comes to uh, things that we can do in common let's get the best people involved and not yeah. but fidelity to the Christian faith doesn't mean necessarily that I have uh, have it all, uh, a corner on all truth. Yeah, or that I have it all together. 
Correct. Um, I was going to say, even even the broken parts of institution, you may have to uh, bear and deal with. Sure. Because all of us are broken. All and of every us. institution, therefore, That's is right. flawed. That's and right. and who has the best theology? Who would who would <laughs> rise up and say my theology is the only way? Right. Um, now you can have strong commitments, and you can have organizations that follow those commitments. And whether people support them or not, it's fine. And whether it does good work or not, you know, is entirely. Up to that administration and, and the work that you're doing, and I have no problem with that. Sure. Um, and, and when people fail, it's sad, but it, it depends on uh, what's happening. You know, the degree, of course, uh, can, can really make an impact. Um, when there's a scandal after scandal after scandal, of course, that's disheartening. You're right. I mean, that, that's really oh, discouraging. And the, but the, yes, and I think the scandals that you're talking about tend to be coming from religious communities and not from other places. Yeah, well, I guess it, if they if they're in other places, it doesn't make news, you know, because it's not the the hypocrisy is not there. Or you know, like fair enough. Yeah. Um, so there was there was scandal. Wait in, a second. No, I'm not. No, that's not fair. Um, because there there are, there are scandals that like financial scandals. Mm-hmm. Let's just limit it to financial scandals. A financial scandal of a major hospital system, for example, would make major news. Right. Right? The CEO having an affair with somebody probably wouldn't make major news if if it's not a Christian institution. But a financial scandal would. And we still have lots and lots of financial scandals in churches and Christian institutions like schools and such that we don't see in other places. Well, that's because everybody still idolizes money. And not everyone continues to hold a Christian sex ethic. That's what I'm saying. Like when there's a scandal that is that is adultery. I mean, if you want to limit to, to financial institutions, you're right. Um, but there was a big scandal in the healthcare system of Lynchburg at the top. Okay. Of, uh, yeah, the very top. Okay. And people there locally knew that, and it has caused all kinds of problems in that institution. Oh, okay. But um, the people there are not claiming to be a Christian sure, sure, organization. Sure. Right. They are providing health care, and in that way it's, it's helping and healing oh, and yeah, something yeah, yeah. beneficial for society. And certainly Christians have started the, the most health institutions over the oh, years and have brought yes. health care uh, into various regions of the world with greater fervor and tenacity. But this is not a, a Christian health care, and so it Almost was kind of like, oh— you know, this guy's having an affair. He's not treating his employees correctly. That's different than this guy who claims right. to be a Christian, claims right, to read right, the right. Bible, all that stuff, and then still does that. Sure. Then there's that piece of hypocrisy, and the the folks who particularly don't like Christianity love to point out the hypocrisy, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, you're so special, you're so different, and that's really a knee-jerk reaction to fundamentalism, right? We're sure. this moralistic piety sure, sure, sure. that we, are, we really are special people. We're Christians, mm-hmm. and we don't live this way, and we do this, and we have this great institution, and here's mm-hmm. why, and this is what we teach, and we pray before we, we you know, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all just kind of a moralistic, uh, in many ways, platitudes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the real meat and potatoes is, are you going to commit adultery or not when you're at the top of the heap? Right. Are you going to, you know, what kind of, what kind of Christian are you going to be when you have this kind of power? Uh, should you even have this kind of power, knowing what it does to people? Shouldn't Christian institutions seek to protect its own people as they are promoted from having this kind of power, knowing that people fail over and over and over again when it's given to them? Yeah, and I think that's, that's a big piece of it is when you say power. So 
I, I'm not quite sure how to say it, but the, um, it seems to me, and maybe maybe it's a misperception, but it seems to me that Christian that, that institutions that are uniquely Christian, I, I'm in, including the church here, but then also schools and maybe um, publishing companies or other uniquely Christian organizations, they tend to have scandals at higher rates mm. than other places. And I think it has to do with that power that is unchecked, that uh, there is a sense in which this is a godly person who is in, and so therefore we don't need to mm. uh, follow up on them. I and see. in fact, what we, what we can do is cover up for them in their little foibles. Uh-huh. And so then there, there's like this whole um, system of I'm covering up for the man of God, for the woman of God. Usually it's a man. I'm trying to protect the peace and purity exactly. of this church. Exactly. Uh, and so yeah. then and they get into power, and they have a whole bunch of people who uh, are dependent upon that person's fame and their power. So I'm dependent upon my livelihood for that person's Fame uh-huh. and, and 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 so I'm going to protect them and not tell anybody what's going on. And the same thing kind of thing happens in politics, I think. Sure, um, but there's so sure. many more Christian right. institutions that this happens with that I don't see that happening in the CEOs of large companies. Even now, financial, you know, I don't even care about the the sex stuff right now. But like, there's checks and ba- we we're going to make sure that CEO is not uh, stealing money. Right, but churches tend not to do this that because this could hurt our business. Exactly. Right? So you're saying, you're suggesting that, that there is an assumption that if someone's a Christian, that they're a good guy, they're not going to do something wrong. Exactly. There's, there's a trusting of them that shouldn't yes. be. And I think that's what I'm saying, Totally too. inappropriate. You should not trust and empower anyone I agree. beyond certain limits. And that's but what Christians I like about... keep doing it. That's right. Um, but this is what I like about the premise or the idea of Presbyterianism. Even though we've seen it fail miserably and not work out, but the idea of plurality—that yeah. no person is given this power, That's this right. place where their office then becomes corrupted—it's um, everyone is given an equal say. I think that's the way it ought to be. I like the idea the of it. Checks, yeah, I like the idea of it. But I have that very language I used earlier. Checks. Uh, I mean, the um, peace and purity of the local church has been—I've seen misused to so justify. Uh, pastoral abuse. Yep. And um, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to detain this. Yes. And I think that that's that's no different than the Catholics moving a pedophile mm-hmm. to another parish. Yep. Or you know what's whatever cover up is going on mm-hmm. at various institutions. Um, I think that you need to you need to bring it to light. Mm-hmm. You need to expose it. You need to call for repentance, and yep. you need to change the structure. Of the institution That's right. to prevent these roles from getting that much power mm-hmm. and getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, they they need to have checks and balances. And in, in the business world, maybe it is driven by the fact that you're going to lose business. Mm-hmm. That you're you're going to affect your bottom line, mm-hmm. right? And in Christian circles, maybe they're just they're thinking of other things, or, or maybe people really just have uh, you know God chooses the weak and foolish things of this world, and maybe you give someone. Uh, too much power, and and maybe just it just shows that off. Maybe well, that it just could demonstrates be it. Ju- just how yeah. how weak our leaders are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, backtracking. Let's make sure we've answered his question. Yeah. So uh, can I think his question is: Can Christians and non Christians work together in institutions to promote causes that Christians want to advance? And for me, the answer is absolutely yeah, yes. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely yes. 
Absolutely, yeah. yes. And that's where Christians are being salt and light, hopefully, where you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to make it a Christianized or a Christian-controlled or a Christian-indoctrinated institution. That's right. If it's doing good in the world, you can partner with them, yes. flaws included, That's right. and bring to bear your influence for the kingdom mm-hmm. and continue to do good work. And, and maybe there comes a place where you do have to separate, where the brokenness is to a degree that you cannot tolerate. And I think that's going to be different for different people. It is. That requires wisdom and community to, to know how to navigate those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks, Ray. Yeah, man. Keep them coming. If you would like to suggest a topic for us, record a short voice memo and send it to us just like Ray did, and we'll try to get to it. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Now it's your turn to join in the conversation. Do you think hunting is wrong? Would you hunt? Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. And let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Join us next time when we're going to discuss which is better, a frontal lobotomy or a bottle in front of me. Uh, what? (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) That show or any show, I'm sure that you know someone else who needs to listen to the Hopper Podcast. Yeah, and be a pal and tell them about the show and uh, send them a link. And if they don't listen, then donkey kick them in the pinky toe. And be sure to subscribe or to follow so that you don't miss that that episode about the frontal lobotomy. Yes, the Hopper Podcast is produced with the help of your mojo, people, and Willie's Toe Jam.